Assalamu alaikum. What's going on? This is Saeed. You started. I did. That completely threw me off. Yeah, let's go. You do it then. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Ahmed. Welcome to RiskWise. Today is a special edition of the podcast. <laughs> it, it is. It's a very strange one. Um, not because we've been on a hiatus, because that happens often. The reason this one's special is because this is an announcement podcast where we're going to tell you why we've been on a hiatus. Because this time... We have good reason this time. <laughs> this time, we have very good reason. So we've been plugging away very quietly in the background, building our very first course. And I think this is the most we've ever spent, the most time we've ever spent on, on Risk Wise. Yeah, you especially. <laughs> Thank because you. you. I mean, we, so it's a video course, which we'll introduce in a minute. And Saeed has been very diligently plugging away at the video editing, which he was very optimistic about in the beginning. Oh, it shouldn't take me very long. I can handle it. I got the software. I got this. I got that. Lo and behold, it took a lot longer than you thought, didn't it? Yeah, we had to re-record a lot yeah. <laughs> and re-edit. And uh, But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it came out pretty well. But we did it. So let me just tell them what it is first, and then we can tell them the backstory. Okay. So we have built a five-part course on how to give more charity this Ramadan. Right. So as you're listening to this, Ramadan is literally days away. And one of the things that we all think about, or we should think about in Ramadan, and we, we, you know, we, we, we try to do more of this, is how much charity we can give. Right. Ramadan is a month of giving, it's a month of generosity, and we ought to be giving more charity than we do in other, other times of the year. Right. Um, but, you know, we need a little bit of help sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? This is not something that people tend to plan in advance for. Um, and so you and I were sitting around thinking, well, what should we do this, this year in Ramadan? Because last year... We did a whole lot of nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so we thought, well, this we should do something in Ramadan. Yeah, right? and that's where the idea for the charity course was born. Yeah, I think it, it was actually we were sitting here. We're, we're in my office right now. Um, we were sitting here on a different Friday night, thinking about what's the next module that we're going to talk about on the podcast now that minimalism was coming to an end. And uh, after two hours of brainstorming all the next modules, as you were packing up to leave, you then, as you casually, you know, like all like. Um, not Matlock. What's the other guy? The other, um, it's an old TV show. He'd look back and be like, oh, by the way, what about a charity course for Ramadan? Yeah, very nonchalant, just by the way, you know, <laughs> if we have some time. And this was maybe two months before Ramadan started, and I thought, hey, this is a great... Uh, not even two months. Not even two months. No, I think it was about a month ago. Oh, yeah. And A, fantastic idea. B, why didn't you think of this in January? I yeah. mean, we needed way more time than we... we use to get this alhamdulillah we put in a lot of time in the last month to build this um it's ready to go yeah i mean it's live right now so we're going to get into a little bit of 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 the backstory as to why we built this course but if you're really curious and keen you can actually head on over right now riskwise.com slash ramadan that's the sign up page for the course you'll find on there a, a brief intro video where we explain you know kind of the big idea behind the course and walk you through what each of the lessons will cover um, and you can sign up on that on that page right there, and you'll you'll you can get started right away. You'll get immediate access to the course, uh, all five lessons. So you right. can check that out. But yeah, I mean, so what's you know why is this important, Said? What why why do we decide to to build this charity course? Um, you know, for people who don't know, as Ahmed and I, we um, kind of involved in, in in certain projects in, in Toronto and Canada, and we have a lot of friends who are definitely involved, more more involved than we are. And one thing that I've known for some time is that 
fundraising dinners, fundraising drives, where charities or masjids, they try to entice people to donate by giving a pledge for a certain amount, the results tend not to be that great, that people only fulfill about 50% of the pledges. So if they, if at a fundraising dinner, they've theoretically collected a million dollars in pledges, really, they're probably only going to get half of that. Which is really astounding when you think about that, yeah. that half of those people that put up their hands or fill out a little card don't actually fulfill their pledges. Right. And so, you know, one of two things is happening here, right? Either half of us are deadbeats. <laughs> or show-offs. Or show-offs. And we're just bad people. Yeah. And we don't, we don't fulfill our pledges. Yeah. Right? Half. I'm going to say that's unlikely. I hope so. I'm going to say what's more likely is that people are making, you know, spur-of-the-moment decisions and not thinking through how much charity they can give. Exactly. And despite their best intentions, and that's good. Having that good intention is good. That is a good thing, right? But not fulfilling a pledge, which is a vow, is a very serious thing. Absolutely. Right? So they have that good intention, but they're not following through because they don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. They haven't actually thought through how much charity they can give. And then when they're finally, you know, they're down off the inspirational high that the fundraiser got them on, when they're down off that high and they see their bank balance and see their bills, they actually can't come through on the pledge. Yeah. And then there was the other piece of data that we found in a book that said that, you know, best guess, it's not really too accurate, uh, is that only about 10% of zakat that is owing is actually being paid in North America. That was a North American statistic, right? Yeah. I mean, so the author kind of made an estimate that if you add up all the zakat that the massage they're collecting, right? Right. Um, that it, it really only approximates about 10% of what's due from the American Muslim community. Now, people give zakat elsewhere. They don't just give it to the masjid. Obviously, they can give it to other charities. There's many of them. They can give it to people directly who are zakat eligible. Exactly. But still a little bit troubling. Like only 10% is going to the masjid. I mean, th there's got to be a gap there. Yeah. Right? So I think that if that number is even remotely true, let's say it's not 10%, maybe it's 20, 30, 40, it's still not 100% of zakat that is due. My, my guess would be that it's not, again, not because Muslims are deadbeats, not because we're bad people, but because when people calculate how much zakat is due in Ramadan, they do it in Ramadan. Yeah. And then they look at their bank account and they think, okay, how am I going to pay for this? Yeah. And when you're young and you don't have as much assets, maybe it's not that hard to figure out how to pay for it. Because you just, you know, maybe your zakat is only 100 bucks or maybe 500 bucks. Fine. You can pull that out of your income. But if you have zakatable assets that require, you know, five, six, seven, ten, twenty thousand dollars in zakat payments, yeah, then it, it's a cash flow issue, right? If you don't plan for that, and then how can you give it? Really? Any business owner knows that you do not plan to pay your taxes right before the tax deadline. Yeah, you need you, to plan your cash flow. You need to you need to make sure you're putting away money every single month. Maybe even making tax installment payments, right, to get ahead of your tax exactly. bill. Exactly. And with zakat. You know, I think it's probably a function of a few things. One is that it's not something that's enforceable, right? We don't have a, a you know, uh, a central authority that's going <laughs> to send you threatening letters like the tax authorities do <laughs> when you don't pay your zakat, right? Actually, nobody really knows, right? Which is why it's, it's you know, it's such a great act of ibadah is that it's really not something people know about if you, whether you pay it or not, right? But as a result, many people, I think, despite, again, the best of intentions, just they either forget or they don't have the cash or they haven't planned for it. It's absolutely not planned for. And I think that that gives us, that gave us another reason to say, you know, maybe 
building something that helps people figure out how to plan for their charity makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's no shortage of causes that Muslims need to give to. It's not as though the world is so rich and wealthy and free of need and suffering that we can just say, yeah, there's nobody to give us a cat to. I mean, there's massive refugee crisis in the world right now involving millions of Muslims. There's natural disasters and crises after crises. It seems like they're coming more often. And, you know, the masjid's always willing and always needing uh, some more funds to continue. So it's not that there isn't need for zakat. And that's that's the real thing to, to, to think about is, you know, we if you're listening to this, you're probably somebody that has your basic needs met. Right. <laughs> and you're probably somebody that has actually a, a, a lot far beyond your basic needs. You've got electricity. We know you have electricity. We know you have Internet. <laughs> <laughs> is Internet a basic need? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> no. Is it a basic human right? <laughs> well, I would say so, man. But yeah, if you have electricity and you have Internet, I mean, I'm sure you've got food. I'm sure you've got clothes. I'm sure you've got shelter. You're pretty wealthy. Yeah. There was, there, was a, there was a funny tweet that I saw way back in during the Arab Spring when one of the governments, they cut off the Internet. Yeah. And somebody tweeted, so they said, uh, if the government here ever, ever cut off the Internet, I would be, you know, protesting on top of a tank, wielding a router. <laughs> <laughs> so for some people, the Internet is absolutely a basic human, human need. So you didn't see Ahmed's hand motions when he said that. Wielding router? The wielding the router was like the, the David and Goliath slingshot. <laughs> That's what I pictured he would be doing if he actually did that. Yeah, exactly. But my point is that you know you're you're likely somebody that has all your needs met, and you have some excess, right? And and the sunnah is that you give that excess to those in need, right? right? Absolutely. And Said mentioned you know a number of examples, whether it's refugees, whether it's natural disasters, whether it's orphans. I mean, there are so many people in this world who don't have their basic needs met. They don't have shelter. They don't have food. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. Right. And in your local community, in your city right now, where you live today, there's probably m- many people who don't know where their next meal is coming from. And that's one of the many virtues of fasting, right? That when we're, inshallah, going to be fasting in the month of Ramadan. And, and one of the virtues of that is that it reminds us that, you know, we're fasting out of religious obligation, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. there are people who are fasting, because, not because they have a choice, not as an act of ibadah necessarily, but because they have to fast. They don't have food. They don't have the food, right? Right. So, that's that's really what we're trying to inspire in people is is to you know feel uh, compelled to go out and support those who are in need, but then take that feeling, take that inspiration, and actually turn it into an actionable plan to give more charity. Right. So that's the whole walking through everything that Ahmed just said. That sounded really easy the way you said it. Actually, oh, you just you know you you like it, you you intend it, and you plan for it, and then you just give. Yeah, so there's a lot, there's a lot of gaps to fill there, right? <laughs> and and that's and that's really what we that's really what we did with this course is we kind of took a step back and we said, well, how do we take you know that that inspiration, that intention, that motivation to give charity, right? How how do we take that and channel it into a process of planning charity mm-hmm. that results in you giving more than you thought you'd be able to give? Right. I don't think many people will argue that. Planning your charity will, you know, lead you to give less than you did if you didn't plan for it. I think the opposite is incredibly far more powerful that planning your charity will allow you to give more because, you know, I mean, A, you won't be the guy who puts their hand up and can't fulfill the pledge um, that, inshallah, you'll find be able you'll be able to with confidence go through Ramadan and know that what I've given and what I want to give, what I'm able to give is the maximum 
I have planned for it. I have walked through it. I can leave the month of Ramadan at the end of Ramadan after Eid and say, yes, I absolutely gave absolutely as much as I could because I walked through this whole system and this whole planning. That's a really good point. I actually think it depends. I think it depends on your intention in going into the planning process. Okay. Right? Because you could argue that somebody goes into the planning process to say, look, I want to make sure, I want to plan my charity because I want to make sure that the amount of charity I give is going to be comfortable and is not going to get in the way of all the things I want to buy oh, yeah. and all the luxuries I need. So I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not overextending myself and making myself uncomfortable. Oh yeah, then you need to take this course. That's, <laughs> that, I mean, that, and that's, you know, a little bit problematic, right? But the better intention, the one that we would certainly call you towards is to go through the planning process so that you can find a way to give more, right? And to find that money in your budget that you otherwise, to be honest, either didn't know existed or would just be frivolously spent on things that don't really matter and put more of that towards what really does matter and what will really you know, benefit not only others, but you in the end, which is giving charity. Yeah, and we, when we went through this whole process of what, what goes through people's heads as Muslims when we give charity in Ramadan, and the question that we kind of asked ourselves was, when do people give charity? What motivates them to actually take the money out of their wallet, to actually put pen to paper on a check, to actually log into their bank and send money? And I think the vast majority of the time, people only give right when they're asked to give. Yeah. So if you're at a fundraising dinner and the fundraiser is yelling at you, who's going to give 10000 15000 whatever? It's at that moment that people are expected to figure out instantaneously how much money they can possibly give, the maximum they can push themselves to, and then put their hand up and give that much in like a split second. Yeah. And because people don't go through any kind of thoughtful planning, you know, there's a lot of gaps where, hey, you know, when it comes to pledging that do donation, you can either be super inspired by all the hadith and the ayahs that we hear on the fundraisers and say, yeah, I'm going to put my hand up for 10 grand or five or whatever it is, some number that's unattainable. And then you go home after, what do you say, the, the fundraiser high, the, yeah, yeah. the, the charity uh, Iman rush or the... Um, Adrenaline rush, yeah. and then you realize, oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So you, you pledged for an amount too high, or because you had no time to plan for this, but you do want to give something, you just pledge something small, a small number that you know, okay, I have this in my bank, I can comfortably give it, I don't actually have to push myself, I don't have to think about it, I don't have to uh, calculate it at all. Yeah, I know that's there, and I know I can give it away without hurting myself. So. You know, you can either give too, pledge too much and not give, or you can give too little and you haven't been able to maximize the the amount of money that you can give for the sake of Allah. Absolutely. I think we can wrap up there. I would just close with, uh, just share one, one hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu It's something that we've heard before. It's a short hadith where he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, charity does not decrease wealth. Mm -hmm. Right? That's, you know, that is stamp sealed. That is a promise from the Prophet ﷺ, that when you give charity, it will not decrease your wealth. Right. And anybody that's been involved with not-for-profits and charitable organizations, they'll tell you that some of their biggest donors are their most regular donors. Right. Right? That these people give month in, month out, year in, year out. Why? Because they care about the cause, because they want to support the cause for sure, but also they know that that promise is true. Right. And they've, they've experienced the benefits of that promise. Absolutely. Both in their in their worldly life and 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 in their spiritual life right? right materially and spiritually there are 
tremendous benefits to giving charity, and that's that's part of the meaning of that hadith. So we would all, I think mean, Saeed and I would implore you to, to really make an intention this Ramadan to give more charity than you've ever given before and really kind of make a firm resolve to do that and take the steps to actually make that happen, starting with the charity course, which you can sign up for right now over at riskwise.com slash Ramadan, and you'll get immediate access to the course. Look forward to seeing everybody inside. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.